0: yeah it's craft beer radio episode 470 uh 487
1: yes that sounds about right yes
0: um it's friday january 18th 2019 everybody hey how you doing i'm doing pretty good
1: A toe mug blasting on the stereo <laughs> The Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, everyone, the show where we drink beers and talk about the flavors in those beers. Ooh, I like that. It's very descriptive. Yes, that's kind of what we do. And uh, you brought back several beers from, from my recent trip, trip to Arizona. Arizona. Uh,
0: we also uh, have an old uh, beer that we're going to try again to see if it uh, lives up to our, our memory. Yeah, Let's start with
1: this guy here, one of the ones you brought back. Easiness of a Brazilian therapy
0: yeah so this looked uh, so I, I went to a place uh, called two- side hop shop um, that uh, has a, a decent selection of, of beers and uh, generally a good selection of stuff to, to buy um, it's you know and i
1: now a day is really looking at dates and yeah. so
0: I tried to get stuff that was Fresh, I think this is about a month, if, if a little bit less.
1: Okay, so this guy is a collaboration between Novo and Dust Bowl.
0: Eight point three percent alcohol by volume, uh, a New England double IPA with a roasted coconut infusion.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So that's um, that would be what I would call a New England IPA in terms of the look. It, it's uh, completely opaque. It's like um, you know, like an orange juice uh sort of look
1: looks like novo is a yeah, in brazil and dust bowl is in uh wait, what's this? in california i think? maybe wrong there. Oh, wait. Novo Brazil is the name of the brewery. They're in Chula Vista, California. Uh But they are Brazilians who run the brewery. And then uh, Dust Bowl is in Northern California.
0: So as I said, 8.3%, 30 IBU.
1: All right. So this beer, the the color on it, it, it is... Darker, you know, that roasted coconut might be giving it some color. This thing has kind of a um, light brownish to the haze part of it. Um, it's murky, really murky.
0: I can smell the coconut, right? I smell the sweetness on it mm-hmm. for sure. The date on this uh, was December 13th.
1: Okay. The hops are pretty potent on it too. It's a big pineappley type hop. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy I can smell it and get it. Try to yeah. kick a cold here.
0: Pineapple-y, a little orangey.
1: That's interesting. Big coconut flavor, plays wow. with the pineapple juice flavor that's in there.
0: So it's a way to, I think, it gives it sweetness without it going full milkshake.
1: Uh huh. That's pretty interesting. Like, there's a little bit of like comes across a bit like coconut milk in the beginning, but then it comes across like, you know, roasted coconut or like the meringue on a coconut cream pie at the end.
0: Yeah, it has a kind of coconut watery yeah. flavor thing that that uh, with a with a. More Amarillo-like hop than anything else, I think. It's not super fruity Mm -hmm. or anything like that, or at least the coconut is really turning down those notes, and you're getting just a lot of coconut with a little bit of sort of a bitter orange in the back.
1: Yeah. It's interesting for sure. Trying to figure out how much I like coconut and IPAs, I kind of do, but I'm not sure I do.
0: I'm not sure I like this. To be honest with you, uh, okay. it's because I because I'm getting a little. There, there's a there's a part of me that for that went into coconut water for a couple of weeks. Just okay. I liked it, and then I started to sort of think it it kind of tasted a little bit like sweat. <laughs> uh, I'm getting some of that here. Hmm. And that's like, I, I feel like if this were, f- this had more like fruity stuff going on, and had kind of a pina colada thing going on, it may work. Okay. But with the kind of orange notes,
1: so you're saying you wouldn't like a coconut goza very much? I don't know. Well, if it reminds you of sweat, right? You make it a little bit saltier, probably. <laughs>
0: well, no, it, it's not, not the same. It's not. Sweat okay. in a in a salty way. Okay. It's, it's, I don't have a. sorry. Right. Put me on the spot here. I didn't, no, sorry.
1: I just was trying to make a bad joke.
0: Oh. Well, You failed. <laughs> well, or or That's maybe it. you were very maybe successful. Maybe I succeeded. Yeah. Speaking of of failing, uh, we should mention that last episode. um we yes. either yeah. we either made a mistake or or we were uh, way ahead of the curve. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it just hasn't happened yet,
0: <laughs> because we we mentioned treehouse, but we meant trillium.
1: As the people with the poor, yeah. working One practices. One of the people this out this was
0: Jason. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, Mia culpa. You know, it happens. We're we're uh, we're old.
1: Yeah get a couple beers into you, and you just start spouting off. But, was, I mean, there are
0: 5,000 friggin' breweries, and they're true. You know, it, it's uh, it's hard to remember when, you know. When
1: Everyone we, from New England looks the same. They,
0: they <laughs> definitely all sound the same. and They all root for the same sports teams.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're not being stereotypical. That's just truth.
0: That's what truth sounds like. <laughs> yes.
1: All right. So that was the coconut IPA. The you
0: know, haziness of a Brazilian therapy.
1: Yes. I don't know. Drinking it fast, where you're not picking it apart, tastes fine to me. If you start picking it apart, it's.
0: I don't like the aftertaste that much.
1: Okay. Yeah. I finished
0: have... it, but I'm not sure if I should have.
1: <laughs> I like the parts. That remind me of like coconut cream pie. But like the citric acid, mm-hmm. tried to tropical or more like citric fruit flavors really kind of took it away from that. Yeah. Let's see uh, if this funk works next.
0: All uh, right. So this was Funkworks Saison. Uh, Belgian style L 6.8%. Uh, won a silver medal and a 2012, uh, 2011 silver medal and 2012 gold medal in the French and Belgian style Saison category. And twenty seventeen gold medal in the classics is in category at the Great American Beer Fest.
1: Okay. Awesome.
0: So I'm looking forward to it.
1: Eleven point two fluid ounce bottle served at 50 degrees Fahrenheit into the tulip glass.
0: Hey, look at that. Exactly what they want us to do. Probably a little bit higher based on the feeling than than 50. Mm-hmm. What did they say? 58? 50. 50? Oh yeah, this is this is probably closer to 62 or 63
1: well with high fives. <laughs> what year did they win their medals? Was that the year I was giving out the high fives? Uh,
0: twenty eleven and twenty twelve.
1: Yeah, no, probably not. You weren't there in 2017. twenty seventeen.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think you're giving out high fives in twenty fifteen. That that probably, feels
1: right. Yeah. This is really a peak high five right about then.
0: It was after they had legalized marijuana. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, that smells nice. It does. Does that have like a coriander type thing in there? Yeah. Coriander, little cardamom. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of thing like, hey, Greg, can you double check this? I think this is what my uh, barely working senses are smelling.
0: Lots of, uh, of, of spicy phenols coming off of this.
1: Tangy wheat, too, right? I mean... That's that's I'm getting yeah, the card yeah. cardamom and coriander and like a big tag on the wheat.
0: Mm, okay. So this is uh this is a yeast that's doing a lot of work here. Um it's producing a lot of flavors coming out of here. those spices that we mentioned,
1: Mm -hmm. uh, even a little like cumin. Um, I really like the malt on this thing. The the kind of, the weed gives you a nice tang to it. There's a little bit of, I don't know, like, a like a Czech's breakfast cereal or something in there as well. Like, um,
0: yeah, but it's a, it's a light, like a little bit of sort of a toasted rice mm -hmm. kind of flavor to it. Um, but, not that I'm saying rice is in here, I don't think rice is in here, but, but that's yeah. sort of the flavor that's coming off it. But the the yeast is is, is what turns this thing into yeah. what it is. I, don't,
1: I didn't think I really picked up much in my degraded state, but I did like that kind of ye- the, the wheat and like the, whatever are the malts, you know, probably some barley in there, but it's not really like a grape nut flavor, in, but there's definitely like kind of a breakfast cereal type thing going on there. Probably more rice, like you said, is a better call. Um, it's it has a nice dryness to it, and I I just I'm digging that that malt, um. That bowl of malts that you know are just in there, just really driving it for me. And then hopefully as I take more sips here, I'll get more into the the yeast, you know, the phenols and stuff from the yeast.
0: Uh it's it's not as dry as uh some Saisons that we've had. It's not particularly dusty. Okay. Um, doesn't really have a Brett thing going on either. It's it really feels more just like a, a kind of wild
1: sack. It's on the dry side of the spectrum though, I feel. Drier than a bunch. Uh
0: I guess it does dry out now that I've like taken some time in between. Uh, but as I was sipping, it mm-hmm. didn't, didn't feel very dry.
1: Yeah, with those spices up front, there's a thing that is reminiscent of a wit beer, but there's definitely more rusticness in here than you'd get in wit beers, both in the malt profile, but then in like the ferment as well. So it is distinctly different from a wit beer. I mean, at One Gold Medals, it better be distinctly different from yeah, a wit beer. Yeah, yeah.
0: Not bad. Uh, and I, and also a lot of flavor here so i can see why like even after a couple rounds this mm-hmm. one would still keep coming oh, yeah. back and 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 rise to the top
1: 6.8% alcohol by volume this is the fun Corps saison i dig it
0: i mean it it keeps coming with the flavors it doesn't it doesn't uh die away and the flavors are nice. Say y flavors. Mm-hmm. Uh it's very expressive and I think that's probably like yeah if I were like blind judging and I had just had a bunch of saisons I could taste this until and still taste those flavors whereas other ones I might get lost. And that I can totally see how this would rise to the top because of that. Yeah. Not that this is the most expertly done or or fantastic saison, I've ever tasted, but it's—I
1: think it's—it's—it's it's, it's very good. I think you know you're getting the kind of earthy, dusty, um, field-type character. It's in there. It's just a little more nuanced, and it—I—I I personally would like to see less of the cardamom, and coriander type spicing up front. I feel that kind of distracts away from the real beauty of this beer.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's a little but... loud. is is, is what I'm—I guess what I'm getting at it, is. I almost wish the volume here was tuned down to like a seven or so. Yeah, I
1: just think, I think just the spices are a little distracting. I love the rest of the beer.
0: I'm not sure.
1: You're not sure that they actually put spices in it? No, they do put spices in it.
0: I'm not sure what I was going to say. Well, no, actually, I'm not sure they put spices in it.
1: I mean, it really seems like it. From the smell to the first couple sips. I mean, they make so a mention
0: of, of their yeast, and, and I definitely can tell that their yeast is doing something here. They, yeah. uh, say It's heavily reliant on flavors and aromas generated by our house yeast.
1: If that's all ferment, then that's crazy. Because um, from the first couple sips, it really, really seemed like there was coriander there.
0: They don't mention spices. Uh, while well, they mention notes of various things, uh-huh. including spices, they don't mention any huh. spices added to it. Oh, well, golly. Yeah.
1: Then I might give them a little more credit.
0: But the, but I mean, with that in mind, you also see where I'm coming from, where yeah. it's also a little loud. Like, it, it's yeah. a little... Um, it's, it's good. Yeah. I recommend it. I'm just like, is it the best, is it, you know, a medal winner like this, I'm going to put it up against some of the best Saison's I've ever had. Does it rank well against those? It does okay. Right.
1: If you only rank it against the Americans made Saison's, then it probably ranks a little bit better. Great American Beer Fest is just American made.
0: Well... Most of the good Saison's I'm thinking of are American made. Oh,
1: okay. Which ones are you thinking of?
0: I I don't I don't remember oh, their okay, names, but right. I know they were American brew. I mean,
1: Hennepin I think is a good one. I'm kind of hard. It doesn't
0: that doesn't come into like some of the recent ones we've had have been good? I think there's been some that haven't been. Yeah. There've have been some that have been very good.
1: Yeah. I'm picky. To Me
0: it. too, and I like one that's more. More dusty. Has yeah. more of a of a Barney Barney character or a ropey character. Yeah. You know, that that's my my cup of tea. Alright, so uh last week I think Grand Winter was a foreign object, right? And this is yeah. uh, another, another foreign, foreign object. Foreign objects. These were sent to us from
1: <laughs> A listener who we love. Yes. Remember if these were sent in or not. Okay, might as well use It's a pounder can, might as well pour the whole thing. Okay, it is a foreign objects beer. It doesn't mean it's gonna be good. No, the odds are pretty good.
0: Uh, foreign objects, New England IPA 7.5 percent. It's from New York, so that would be
1: well. You can get it here, and this one was. It's from Pottstown, Pennsylvania.
0: Oh. Okay. Still thinking less recent. Probably. All
1: right. So this one is Saturn and Scorpio. Right? hmm And uh, they talk about Araku and Amarillo Hops.
0: Mm-hmm. A raku. Raku.
1: sounds like something from Dune. R-A-K-A-U, Rakau.
0: R-A-K-A-U, Rakau. Yeah. Rakau. Let's see. I
1: I have not heard of that before. 7.5% alcohol by volume. Brewed in Potsdam, Pennsylvania. Foreign Objects is the brewery formerly known as Soul...
0: Or how is a uh, it's from New Zealand Hops Limited. Uh, They call it a dual-purpose hop, stone fruit and fig characters, and excellent bittering qualities.
1: Yeah, cool. Very murky. Hold this thing up to the light; it just sucks the light out of the glass. (laughs) Yeah,
0: this is uh, almost porridge-like.
1: Under the aroma you're getting those creamy hop, you know, creamsicle, hazy IPA type aromas. Papaya, guava.
0: (laughs) Does smell very good. A little more dank than I was expecting uh, a little more um on on the bitter orange side,
1: yeah, there's kind of a citric bitterness at the end in the middle there um almost plummy, huh, not to see if I can get that.
0: Good texture, though.
1: I, I like agree. Nice mouthfeel. I agree with the orange part. The texture is good. Yeah, it has a little bit more of that kind of tartness in it than, you know, like probably the one we had last time. mm
0: mm-hmm. uh, Feels like this is going for a more, uh, more bitter edge mm-hmm. uh, than, than the last one. The last one was, was much more kind of, I think, tropical and... Yeah. and uh, refreshing, I guess. Uh, this was more of a of a, of a West Coast, East Coast IPA. Yeah, it, it's a little crossover, right? Yeah. It has
1: a little bit of that um, classic American IPA type flavor to it. A little more bitterness, apparent bitterness on the tongue.
0: I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that while I was in Arizona, I went to a brewery, uh, Thunder Canyon. Okay. A uh, long-running brewery in, in, in Tucson uh, in the city. Uh, and I uh, had a really great conversation with one of the uh, guys working the bar there. I believe his name was Jim, uh, because uh, there was a whole bunch of beers uh, that they were just making. Uh, that stuff that I hadn't seen First of all, they had, they had a table beer, uh-huh. which was interesting to me because I was like, "Okay, it's so a four uh, percent." And then they and it was mentioned that they that they use it's sort of the leftovers from something that they distill into a spirit. I was like, "Huh. That's it? interesting. So so did they make a 4% is is that coming from uh the second running? Uh Yeah,
1: probably. That's
0: what I it's thought. And I asked him and he said, "No, as a matter of fact, that's not how it works. Uh they make a 4% beer. Okay. Uh because what they're trying to do is there's a Tucson uh tradition based on a really old bar okay. of like getting this this cheap beer and this awful Spirit, dunk them together, and it was like a buck fifty, and you could get them uh, displaced, and and everyone would get drunk, and then then the bar went away, but they made their own version of this. So it was really interesting to have this because, because both the he he gave me a a sample of of the beer and the spirit, and they were both kind of awful, but (laughs) but you, but as a a way to sort of make this, it, it I could see it, but then there were other things on there, there was a uh, a Zweckel uh, yeah. beer and and a Gruet okay. that was really pretty good. It was like uh, it 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 had, it had uh, like walnut sprouts and stuff in there, okay. and uh, you could taste. It was almost like a kind of a cherry Jolly Rancher mixed with juniper, and you could taste that walnut <clears throat> in there. Oh, that's cool. All this all these really cool things on this uh that was and and they also gave me some of of the he he, he uh, had me taste some of their rum which was um different than other rums because it was made with their with their yeast which has a, a kind of uh uh dusty quality to it it didn't okay. it, it was not sweet it it was uh, okay. it was almost grainy Interesting. Very very interesting stuff, and I had a really great time.
1: That's cool. Yeah, it sounds really cool. So the table beer was the stuff they distilled or the stuff that they... They the distilled, boiler, and, and I was... But you said they made a beer that they drop it in like a boiler maker, right? But this was the beer that they actually distilled.
0: They they just distilled a 4% beer oh, okay. and turned that... And I was like, can you, can you get a bunch of alcohol? I said, yeah. Because all of the alcohol, you know, just... Yeah. No matter what's in there, all the alcohol gets condensed. And so, yeah, you just, you, you, you can't, it's a moonshine essentially right. they make out of it. So, uh, it's, it was, it was interesting. Right. Uh, and, and, and cool to have that experience.
1: Very cool. Yeah. So, this foreign objects, so it's decent. But as you can tell, we just went on a side trip there. So, <laughs> not too much to say about it.
0: Uh, it's fine. I, I think you know the last foreign objects was considerably better.
1: Yeah, I agree. Or,
0: or at least considerably in our in in our uh, wheelhouse.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: You it
1: oh, you still got the to look plan.
0: That was not intentional, but yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> We don't need no baby elements no.
1: today. We got to look. Hey, I got a voice kind of like Tone look today. Yeah. Well you got like cold. Yeah. I'm my turn to make so if you wanna help support if you wanna help support the show, you should go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Operators are standing by Craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Yes.
0: I the you up with yeah. my Okay. Uh, So, what do we do of these? I think we do the barley wine next. I guess so.
1: Tombstone Brewing Company. This
0: was uh, given to me by one of uh, our developers in Tucson. Uh, Thank you so much, Chris.
1: Tombstone, Arizona. The brewery's on Tough Nut Street. (laughs) It's a tough nut to crack this street.
0: Old contention from Tombstone Brewing Company. 11% on my volume. Uh, Hmm. Trying to see if there's anything that tells me not much.
1: That's pretty alcoholic, isn't it? So they're in
0: Tombstone, Arizona. Yeah, Tombstone dot beer. I'll go look at their site. Okay, and the color here is a a tannish, a uh, little bit a little bit bronzy. That's right. I tried to find this on their, on their site, and it's not giving me anything. Oh well. Not getting much aroma coming out of this.
1: I'm getting like just boozy, like if it's it's either alcoholic or it's fusily, maybe a little uh, nail polish remover.
0: There's a little something there, isn't there? I'm not entirely convinced it's bad, uh, but there's definitely a little. It, it's a a little bit of a of the alcohol yeah. uh, thing going on. Uh, color's nice, though. A little hazy, though. A little hazier than you might expect most. Body yeah,
1: and do. I just poured the very top, too, so you would expect like that part to be on the clear side. Well, you just in the car and stuff, right? So maybe you got a little chicken up on transport. On the flavor, you get some good malt flavors. Nice full body. Doesn't feel like over attenuated or anything like that. Doesn't, um, doesn't sm- taste as alcoholic as it smells.
0: Yeah, a little, a little light to me on the flavor. Actually, I was expecting more of a, of a sweet thing coming through, but I'm kind of getting, just sort of a light malty thing and and the little little aqueous notes. Not mm. not surrounding the beer so much as just uh, it feels less mm. of a punch than I would have expected.
1: Not chewy. It's mm. not a chewy bottle mm-hmm. that
0: That's a better way of putting it,
1: yeah.
0: That second sip was a bit better. I'm not getting fusel notes, which is good. I'm not getting... Um,
1: that sip, I got a little acetone. Bit of nail polish remover.
0: Spoke too soon, I guess.
1: Like on the side of my tongue.
0: I'm still not picking it up so much. I'm starting to get a little bit more flavor here. I'm getting a... Yeah. A little bit of, oh, molasses toffee yeah. notes. It's
1: like, <sighs> yeah, it's, it's like caramel toffee syrup type things. Mm-hmm. doesn't really get dark. A little like, maple-y, a yeah, little bit. not really getting like dark fruits, right? You're sticking with the kind of more grain-based toffee flavor, or sugar and grain-based flavors, as opposed to fruity ones i uh, think this
0: might be better colder could be i think that the the warming is bringing out uh some of the the lesser qualities of the beer whereas i think if this was colder it would be it would go down a little bit uh, quicker and easy i mean it goes down pretty smooth which is which is interesting um it's not a bitter uh beer at all um on the edge as uh, the aftertaste it, it there's almost a little it's almost a little metallic
1: in this crazy modern beer world of booming pastry stouts milkshake ipas and soda sours we hope that the noble barley wine does not go the way of poor old contention city elegant and complex with bready biscuity intensely malty base Supporting rich notes of dark fruit, er, toast, elegant and complex. er. This velvety sipping beer is a classic example of a style that deserves to boom, too. I think you're talking about boom so I skipped the beginning part.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, uh, don't, don't, don't break your arm jerking yourself off, tombstone. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) Um, it's fine <laughs> uh, it, it's not anything special no uh, and uh, we've had way better barley wines
1: yes we have
0: so at 11% worth your sobriety nope no I don't think so okay
1: Uh, So, last week, Greg requested breaking open the cellar.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. This is like I've wanted to do for a while, and we haven't, you know, the last... When we had this beer, we were uh, shocked, as I remember. Yes. And we declared uh, that it was one of the best beers we've ever had. Yes. And... I, I mean that's how we felt at the time, so I'm curious. This is the that was 2014. This is the 2015 release that we're trying of, of Samuel Adams Cosmic Motherfuck. Curious how it holds up. Five you know five year four five years later whatever. Yeah,
1: 2015. So will this be? This one has been in the fridge for a fair amount of time. Where the twenty fourteen I just put in the fridge like last week.
0: Mm. This one really hasn't been had a chance to evolve so much.
1: In, I'm not sure how many I don't yeah. know how much of its life it's been in the fridge. Um but it's been in there for probably the last year.
0: So the stats on the on the Mother Funk Grand Crew 6.4% Occupy Volume, 9 IBU. Um, based on their uh, mother funk uh, culture. culture. I think it's a, there's a little bit of a, of a mix there to get it right. Uh, Brett, lacto, other wild yeasts. Asian, Hungarian oak tons. Um... it's it's the you know it's the sour they use for their whole barrel room collection it's the base they blend into some of their other beers mm. the color is a, a dark red like a cola color with a kind of fine head Real sort of deep cherry.
1: Yeah, that was the main thing I was getting is kind of a sweet tart cherry, deep cherry cola type aroma. Tangy, a little bit. Um, yeah, kind of like a sweet tart, right? A little bit of citric acid type kind of mm-hmm. smell there.
0: But with a sort of molassesy deepness yeah, to it, there's too. A, there's
1: a bit of. And this is a good call. I'd say there's something a little bit tobacco-y in there, like pipe yep. tobacco. Yes.
0: So pretty expressive on the aroma. There's there's good stuff in the aroma. It doesn't
1: smell bad or anything. I think you can get the oakiness too in there. Yes.
0: Let's yeah. Filter.
1: Under the flavor. Get this beer that <clears throat> kind of has a cold like a soda. Oh that's type, still good. Yeah, like a soda type <sighs> sweetness to Whoa,
0: it. Oh that keeps going.
1: Yeah, it does. So my first impression was there was kind of this like soda, cherry soda type thing going on, and then it kind of fades into a little bit more tart. But you know, it's not too far before the toffee, the molasses, the pipe tobacco come through in the flavor. So it gets spread out and richer and nuance. <laughs> That's
0: really good. I mean it's it's hard to express how much this this just keeps opening up.
1: Uh and there's some mineraliness to it. Mm-hmm little bit of like limestone or something because at first you're like
0: yeah, okay maybe i was a little wrong and then it's like oh all of these little tendrils start to just spike and you get these yeah those tobaccoy notes and then the, the these cherry go into almost like strawberry and then um uh-huh. a, a little bit of of
1: It plays around. There's some raspberry. Yeah,
0: peach, too. There's...
1: Watermelon? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: The molasses goes to, like, a toffee and...
1: Pulls in honey. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's this... Just kind of this little oaky dryness in there playing through as well. Mm-hmm. We Did, weren't wrong, didn't disappoint. This is, Mm-mm.
0: I think that both of us were, were coming kind of skeptical. Like,
1: I, I thought it had a very good chance of impressing us again.
0: I I kept that in my back, back of my mind, but I was like, Are we gonna be jaded about it? You know, and like, yeah. uh, we've had because we, you know, there's lots of stuff that we've had now, yeah. and we're all we're like. We we sure. were impressed by that five years ago, yeah. but nowadays we're looking for a little bit more. This is still the stuff. Yeah. This is.
1: I don't. When was the last time they made it? Do they still put it out?
0: I, I no. It's not on their website.
1: <sighs> what a shame.
0: This is still quite excellent. Um. Really, really fantastic. Still, I would call one of my favorite beers. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, it's it's not too boisterous in any way. Too, it's mm-hmm. it's, it's restrained, for admirably what it is, so for what it is. Yeah. But you know, you're able to just kind of shine the light on the things you want to explore. Nothing is like jumping out and saying, "Look at me." You know, for, you know it's a funky sour beer, but the sour level is at least with our palates today. It's a three or a four; mm-hmm. it's the, quite manageable on the sour scale.
0: Everything is 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 tuned down enough for you to be able to taste the other parts of the beer. Yeah. Nothing is overwhelming the other parts, but they're all kind of singing this this this, this big choral you know, symphony, and uh-huh. it's it's great. <laughs> it's just great.
1: Yeah, I mean, think back to, you know. So it's it's mostly a Flanders type style of beer, closest to closest to closest yes, to.
0: closest to a Flanders. But but Flanders, it has there's more, no Flanders with with the character that right this
1: has. right. This has more nuance and directionality, or I guess you know, spread out directionality. This has so
0: much dimensionality, right? There's dimensionality, so many yeah. there's so many facets it, that you yeah. can explore here. It's Ooh. Yeah, damn, that is something special, and uh, man, because I think this show is kind of middling, right? I mean, there were <laughs> oh, these were not a, a, oh, the quality an of an exceptional show? selection yeah. of beers that we had here, uh. I think the, the the funk funkworks was was winning. This pre-show beer, the pre-show done beer very was, well. was, was the best. So beer one of the, night of the so beers. Far, then... we'll,
1: I have another one of these. We'll do it on the show maybe next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was told you when you know when I was up at Deer Camp with the Strong Brewery, I picked up their kind of variety pack of their crafty beers, craft craft like beers. They are craft brewery, so I shouldn't say crafty because the BA made that a, a dirty word. Mm. But they did this 20 Rock Doppelbock. And I'm like, oh, just grab one of those. We did a couple of these drops on the show. I don't want to, you know, throw them all on. This was really good. Uh, It's not as good. You know, it's not as, like, big and as intense as Celebrator. But for just a run-of-the-mill Doppelbock, it was a hell of good. Mm -hmm.
0: It's so weird to see.
1: It'd probably be my number two beer tonight.
0: (laughs) It's so weird to see some of the ratings here because, like. I mean, who knows what the scale is? Uh-huh. This only gets a four on beer at right? a of five. Yeah. And the, I know that some of it is, oh, it's Sam Adams. So we can't call it good, right? There's that bit, Right. But I, I imagine there's also people who just, you know, they aren't into sour beers or
1: whatever. Right. Um, some of it might be, oh, it cost $18 for this bottle, you know?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, how can you taste this and be, or or perhaps you get a bad bottle, right? I mean, these were sent by the brewery to us. These were handled very, very well. Yeah, uh, I don't
1: know. You just got such a wide audience, different expectations.
0: Yeah, the rate beer only puts us in ninety two. This is
1: this is, is a ninety nine or a hundred.
0: <laughs> this is a ninety nine or a hundred for me. This is. I mean, you know, this is up there with the best beers I've ever had.
1: Yeah, that's good. It's real good.
0: Uh, this is... It's special.
1: Hopefully they bring it back. Yeah. Let's start writing King. Writing <laughs> bring back the funk. We want But the I mean, funk. of
0: course, you can't make a whole bunch of these, right? I mean,
1: bring back the funk.
0: You can't flood the market with this, and you, and and you can't no, uh, no, you can't have a whole bunch of these on shelves.
1: But they could do a biannual release, like Utopias but with Utopias, this stuff. Yeah. Um, it's just not—it's not as attention-grabbing as Utopias.
0: What's better, this or Utopias?
1: I was thinking that a few minutes ago. I think Utopias still has to be better. Utopias is—it's hard for me. Which is it's... which is more worth the price? This, which is yeah, a better sure. beer? Utopias.
0: Let me be clear: they are both absolutely fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh, I love them both dearly.
1: I mean, just think about like the kind of great flavors you—the thing you can get things in Utopias you. You can't even approach anywhere else. True Right where Yeah, sure. This beer, other things approach this. Rodenbach approaches this, you know, so
0: approaches this, but well, sure. there's a sure. there's a there's still a chasm here. Yeah. That that that's uh,
1: that this There's other Flanders from other breweries, the Flander styles that we've had, the other culture beers that have this kind of thing going on. But yeah, this one's a special version of that. Uh Utopia's is just a, it's a class of its own.
0: Yeah. I I think what, what what you know what's most interesting here is not just the the multiple flavors it's also how well it's blended together how well yeah, for it's sure. all integrated and how each of the little components sings
1: Well part of that is actually blending right are, I mean, Yeah, that's a that's an underappreciated part of the brewing process right you you think that most people would just imagine that you know you put the stuff in you take it out mm-hmm. you put it in a keg and you sell it And a lot of breweries operate that way. But you look at breweries like Firestone Walker, Russian River for their sour beers. You know, they select from a barrel room full of barrels of beer and figure out what to stick together to blend for a particular release. And, you know, there was a time in my life where I thought, oh, you know, that's maybe not. Maybe not blending for this kind of beer, but blending in general seemed like cheating. It's like it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like uh, diluting out your mistakes type right. thing, right? I don't feel that way anymore. Like I, I i would I would say that blending isn't utilized enough. You know that you can yeah. Because you're just you're just manufacturing, right? I mean, why not use you're making all the a product tools, after all? Use all the tools at your disposal to put out the best product or a consistent product or whatever.
0: Same out as a reputation, and I think somewhat deservedly of making their beers lesser than in order to fit to a to a wider market. Um, and whether that is the case here. If it is, it works so exceptionally well here because they're not letting anything.
1: I don't. I think this one would be the exception to that expectation, right? This I think this one would have enough juice by the the brewers and stuff that they wouldn't.
0: The, the, the point, of, but I, you I'm know, sure. I would
1: also I would also say that maybe this whole expectation that they, you know, they would argue against. Mm-hmm. watering down in air quotes for yeah, beers yeah. for a mass market they would say no we don't do that Right? it's
0: more of, it's less watering down and more equalizing I think right. uh, I mean, so nothing really jumps right. out but and all the all the little components watering stay. down
1: is a pejorative yeah but no,
0: I, I get what you're saying what's
1: the right word but I mean I mean, it's the respectful version of watering down whatever mm-hmm. that is right but and,
0: I, I think that that tuning of the equalizer here is so well done sure that All like I said, all the notes are at the right volume.
1: This makes me—I haven't paid a lot of attention to like what exactly Sam Adams is doing these days. Remember, like you know, back when this beer came out, they were putting out like thirty or forty beers a year. They have
0: less beers on their site now,
1: but I haven't really paid attention to them lately. And I'm kind of curious—like less beers on their site, but like down from the forty different brands a year what are they doing right now that's kind of the question that's rolling through my head I don't expect to get it answered right here right now but you know it's just kind of food for thought for people listening you know like what does is, what is Sam Adams like arrived at in 2019 well, Greg poured some more
0: hell yeah I did it's <laughs> a big bottle not going to let you have all the fun with it <laughs> you can take it home if you want
1: Okay. There you go. Just put a little, uh, little quicker thing on it. Actually, maybe I'll take a little bit more before you take it home.
0: Yeah. There you go, buddy. Nice. All right. Oh, tone
1: look's not on the radio no more.
0: No, I, I paused the tone look. But we have to do rankings.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, we do. Have
0: There's you forgotten? Poem. Fortunately, we're into the new year, so, so we now have the, the ability to not rank if you want to. You want to you wanna waste that on this <laughs> no, one? No, I'm
1: not. Okay. Last place beer, Tombstone Old Contention. Yeah. It's just one of those mail order.
0: Just one of those beers. What's that? <laughs> it's just one of those beers. Just
1: one of those beers, I guess. Oh, come on, guys. It's 2019. Do better. Let's see. I guess the toughest one for me now is, did I like that coconut or not? I guess asking, did I like the coconut or not, kind of is the answer, isn't Uh it? I kind of liked it, but I guess not enough. I'm going to put the Brazilian Therapy in fourth place. That puts the Foreign Objects in third place. From Foreign Objects, you know, Reputation, this one was a bit of an underperformer, but still a decent beer. I'm going to put the Funkworks in second I thought there's some really cool stuff in this beer. I liked how it was drier than many American versions. I thought that they did a really good uh, malt bill on that. And then uh, some of the kind of rustic field type characters you were getting in the ferment were really good. And the KMF, the Cosmic Mother Funk Grand Crew from Sam Adams from 2015. Uh, it has legs. It is still a nuanced and beautiful beer.
0: Uh, the only difference I have with is I'm switching four and five. Okay. Because I think that the... Well, I didn't...
1: It's... Did you taste the acetone or not? That's the question. No. Okay. I didn't taste the acetone. Okay.
0: So I, I, I drank the Novo Brazil more than I... I, I finished my Tombstone, too. I didn't. The Novo Brazil... Didn't like that coconut thing. I, I didn't like the way that, that it was playing around and and like and I didn't like the coconut water thing. And, and that it's more of a personal like coconut water. That's fine aversion. as long as
1: you're not ranking it ahead of a production flaw. Uh, if you didn't taste it, I didn't, I didn't
0: taste it. No. Okay. If if I if I would have tasted the acetone, then yeah, the would have been last place. Uh, but I think they're kind of they're neck and neck. It, it, it's it's up yeah. to your decision. And and to me, the, the, the Novo Brazil. That's in thinking back, the Novo Brazil is more is is more uh, uh, hitting hitting those notes in my memory of not liking than the Tombstone.
1: Okay. Right.
0: Uh. But neither one I would recommend. <laughs> no. Uh, I wouldn't really recommend the 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 foreign objects either uh go go with the, not
1: this one not the yeah. uh saturn in scorpio go
0: with sol in gemini that that's your that's your go to uh the funk works was was good not i will repeat not um an exceptional saison but just a good one uh the sam adams is an exceptional beer something that uh, i think everyone who loves beer should try
1: we want the funk
0: Gotta get that funk. Remains, four years after we made the declaration, remains one of the best beers that I think we've ever had.
1: It's real good. Real good. We want the funk. Gotta get that funk. Let's do it. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Craft Beer Radio. We do appreciate you taking the time to tune in, to download, to listen to us on your commute or your drun or whatever you're doing. Drun? Run, jog, jog and run. It's a drun. Uh,
0: It's a jogger. It's kind of
1: what I do. It's drun. Really do appreciate it. If you want to email us, you can email us beer at craftbeerradio.com. And, uh... Get to rid of slash Amazon to support the show.
0: So on the weekend comes, I go get live
1: with the honey.
0: Rolling down the street. I saw this girl when she was pumping. I went my eyes, got into the ride, went to a club with a jumping. Introduced myself as lo She said you're a liar. I said I words, got it but... <laughs> going on, baby doll. And I'm on fire. Took it to the hotel. She said, you're the king, so be my queen, if you know what I mean. And let's
1: do the wild
0: thing. Wow.